What causes us to act in such a destructive manner to our own self, but leaves us always in a docile state to the unknown? It's our primary behavior. The primary behavior is the effect of the primary emotional and always being in a constant state of recessiveness. The emotional aspect is the recessive. When we withdraw from learning to access of the emotional states, we alter our primary behavior in ways that are always leading to that detriment. This is due to being raised to survive. The genetic codes. So when you look back at when you were told we are spiritual by nature, it's not about maintaining the dominance through survival. It's about becoming in the understanding of the recessed points of our emotional structure. This is how we tap into our primordial instinct. Welcome to the God. Humanity by understanding insanity. 
to the guy album. Let's get into this. As always around this time, before we get into the session, it's good to have clarity before we build. It's always good to have clarity before we do a breakdown and build. So I'm gonna shuffle up these cards. My Akasic Record deck. The Akasic Record deck gives us the aspects into the past, the present, the current situation, and understanding and breaking it down. So I'm gonna shuffle these up one more good time. Give us one more good shuffle on these right here. I love these cards. Alright, boom. First card we pull from the top of our deck, up in the air. Up in the air. I'm looking at the one and the eight. One plus eight equals the end of a cycle. So we're gonna be getting into that end of that cycle. Removing that hidden catalyst. The second card that we pulled was the eight of scrolls. Eight of scrolls. Eight of scrolls. Scrolls. The paths unknown. This is creating in the new path of the unknown. And the third card that we pulled was, or is, the lookout. One through seven. One plus seven equals eight. The aspect of establishing that creation. What's stopping us from going into that creation? So let's get into this reading, shall we? During this time in your life, this is why I'm reading, getting out straight from the energy. During this time in your life, there's aspects of importance that are in regards of, to your growth that seem to be hidden and you have this strong urge of desire to find out how your life exactly is gonna turn out. Here is gonna be the secret. Stop wondering how it's gonna turn out. Trust is the only way for you. We come into this space for a lot of ourselves and we get scared like, but what is my life gonna look like if I make this choice? Or whatever my life gonna look like if I do this? What if I let go? What happens if I let go? Stop worrying about what's about to happen and allow it to happen. Trusting that process. If you continue to push and allow your old behavior to influence the outcome, you will definitely, and I mean it, you will definitely push what is meant for you out of focus. Let go of this urgency and this anxiousness and give it into your higher self. This is the most important time for us because when we're coming into that new path, we're coming into that new growth, that new structure, that new foundation, that new building, when we're going through, we're becoming the healing. A lot of times we allow our urgency and the anxiousness to guide us. And that leads us into that eight of scrolls. That eight of scrolls called. You have been traveling. The issue is, it seems to be that you seem that you keep finding yourself in that rut. This is because you are wearing out the known path of safety. It's time to stop moving in that safe that safe ass path. You wake up, you allow the day to take the you allow the day to be the driver, and you wondering why at the end of the day you feel less driven than when you began in the day. Stop taking that path to safety. You know what to expect and what 
keep those important aspects hidden in plain sight. You know what to expect. When we know what to expect, it keeps what are opportunities for us, it keeps them hidden from us. It keeps that what's meant for us always out of reach. That's going into the aspect of as long as you keep pushing with this sense of urgency to try to get there and you're pushing it away because you're on the safe path. Here's your key. The path of the unknown is gonna be your key. One of these paths is filled with the risk, but it's gonna have the great rewards, and the other is gonna have the unexpected opportunities. Here's the thing. Do not allow the preset agendas be your guides for this path, for choosing which path. Do not allow your current preset agendas, that predestination complex, your safeties to be your guides. We like to use our pre-displeased behavior and we like to use that rationale and logic to be the reason or to be our guide. That's not gonna work anymore. I keep telling y'all that it's not gonna work anymore. During this time, you will learn that trusting the process will be a test of your confidence. It's easy to be arrogant when we do not invest in the change. It's easy to be arrogant when we do not invest into the change. The challenge is to become confident is investing into the changes by trusting the process, trusting our higher self. Our higher self, it has the bird's eye view. It sees everything that is in play. It sees everything that is in play. It sees everything that can be in play. What you do is you have to trust your instincts. During this time, it's time to prove to yourself and conquer and integrate with your shadow. This is where the opportunities lay and wait for you to claim them. You're not gonna find anything in that light. You're not gonna find anything in that known. You know what happens when you wake up and you know what happens when you wake up at a certain time and you procrastinate. You know what happens when the known is the procrastination. The known is the staying in that position and not challenging yourself to go further at your job. The known is what's gonna happen if you say yes to doing something that is not gonna give you any expansion of growth. It's time to invest in the unknown aspects. This is the only way that you're gonna come into growth. This is the only way you're gonna come into that abundance, that prosperity, that what, what you're trying to tap into for real. The only way you're gonna tap into it. It's not gonna be in the known. It's gonna be within integrating with your shadow. But there's a, there's a, there's a problem on the horizon that we gotta get into. And that's the lookout. That's the damn lookout. Who is your old lookout? What reflections are the old lookout? What is looking over your shoulder? Who's coming to look over your shoulder? The reflections of your ego. The reflections of your ego. In many reflective forms from family, old friends, 
old experiences, old old things, all the old all the old shit that pops up that are gonna seem to pop up out of nowhere, but they've always been there. Do you know why they're popping up out of nowhere? It's because you're removing the light. You're changing, you're shifting your light as you're integrating your shadow. So as you integrate your into your shadow, the real reason that these friends, your family, your karmic friend, your karmic, your karmic family, is the first family that you come into is your karmic family. Your friends are the associates, they're the karmic, they're the re, they are the solutions to the old issues that you were avoiding based on the karmic family. So they're the accounts of the karmic debt that are popping up. They're popping up out of nowhere because you're addressing why they're there. Here's that major key. They are present to distract and test you on your new path, challenging your discipline. This is gonna be the major key. No U-turns. Stop turning around, looking behind yourself, because every time that you look behind yourself, the lookout is only gonna illustrate the fear of failure, the fear of loss, the restraints of the comfort being broken. What you're feeling is the weight of the thoughts being released. You see, what happens when we're inside of our space and we come into our growth with ourselves, what happens in that space is what we feel that feels heavy is the releasing of the old thoughts, the releasing of the old toxic narratives, the releasing of that old aspect of ourselves, the old behavior. That's what we feel. And as we start, when we keep looking back, it seems almost impossible because we're looking back like, but look at all that shit that's happening behind me that look all horrible. Of course, your energy is no longer within that space. You're redefining your energy and your development. So of course it's gonna look worse than it was because you're not there anymore. You're not that person. If you keep turning back, you're only gonna face confusion. It's where we look back, do things seem a mess? This is our energy in the push forward. Our energy is in that path going forward. Only thing behind us is the dust as we forge our new steps. So I want you to look at yourself. I want you to really understand this as I say this to you. The things that are up in the air, the things that seem unseen to you, seem hidden to you, are going to only be found in the path of the unknown. You can't find no more information unless you haven't learned the lesson in your old path. That's why you keep getting in that rut. That's why you keep hurting yourself and keep feeling more guilt. Because guess what's in the old path? The guilt, the insecurity, the lack of accountability, the lack of responsibility. All you're going to keep seeing in your old path, that path that you know of, is more of the same. It's going to increase. You're going to see more confusion. You're going to see more insecurity. You're going to see more guilt. And you're going to start acting more in that guilt. You're only going to keep chiming into the old behavior. I want you to be the fucking best. So you have to acknowledge that old lookout point. Burn that shit down. Burn away the old lookout. Burn away, stop doing the U-turns. You seen it in your dreams. 
You've seen it in your current state of being, and now you're seeing what you're seeing now is the results of you continuously going backwards. As you keep going forwards, you're gonna keep seeing the results if you keep going backwards. You're gonna start seeing the things that are meant for you start moving out of the way. You're gonna start seeing them become less clear. You're gonna start seeing the things that you're supposed to be tapping into and are supposed to be investing into that can help you expand and get to what you're trying to get to. You're gonna start seeing them pushing away. You're gonna start seeing them withdraw. They're going to respond to how you invest into yourself. This has been your weekly reading with Papa Lucifer. If you're interested in a more in-depth reading in personal entombment, stay tuned for the plug talk. Get the information from there. And after this break, after this little break, we don't get into this week's session. Thank you for choosing the God Hour Podcast. I love you. Allow the message to resonate as you elevate. I share. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of the God Hour Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, your master of ceremonies, your co-psychologist, Papa Lucifer. And yeah, we don't get into primordial instinct. And you know, we do it in the, uh, break this down into the, the segments. In the first segment, state of reaction. Breaking down the behaviors and the alter instincts to reaction. First part of that, we gonna get into kill or be killed, that flight or fight, that flight or fight or flight mentality. And then we gonna get into this searching for completion. But I, I have a question, I pose a question at the beginning of every one of our beautiful talks. And I have a question, what sets in our minds to the behavior, the holding on, some of the things that I've noticed, like I've come to in my shadow work is dealing with myself now being in the space of aiding others in their uh, healing is, what is the hardest part when it comes to the letting go? the releasing and what I've what I've come to notice is it's not so much the letting go or the releasing it's the acknowledging the behavior I talked about it Monday when I talked when I broke down the only apology is changed behavior so when we take that internally to us, because I know a lot of people are gonna be like, yeah, the only apology is, is change behavior. But the first person that you have to tap into when it comes to that apology is that change behavior. That means we have to let go by understanding the aspects that keep us from changing our behavior this flight or fight mentality. 
this kill or be killed mentality. We'll go our entire life talking about afraid to die, but then we'll prolong our life. We'll sit there and go through the whole thing. We have, we, we, we'll go in this contradiction. We'll, we'll, we'll literally maintain the behavior of our old identity. We will literally maintain the behaviors of the old identity. I saw a post a while back. I think it was like last year. And in the post, I think it was a brother that wrote it. He was like, when you tap into your highest self, you don't have to change anything. And it perplexed me because I was like, the entire point of you coming into your higher self is to identify the behaviors and the emotional catalyst that stream these behaviors. So when we think about our behavior, when we think about our behavior and the safety, as I talked about in the reading, we think about that safety, the safety of the known. Here becomes the truth of our known path. Right now, for a lot of us, for a lot of you, for a lot of us, we are stuck in a rut. The rut is you feel like you're stuck in a rut. You're not going anywhere. You're not, you're not advancing. You're feeling like nothing seems to be working. You're starting to feel this more and more now. As I told you earlier on in the year, in 2021, the shadows are going to be more dense. So what you are noticing now is the results of you not integrating with your shadow. The results of you not acknowledging that your behavior is because of your emotional aspect. I've said this, I've said this a long, I said this a while back in earlier lectures. If you are no longer the person, the energy, the entity, that needed the what is your karmic what was basically your family or your karmic debt your karmic family because your first family you come into is your karmic family the associates that were the accounts to your karmic debt that means your karmic family is here to teach you about the debts and your energy in motion your currency and then you acquired the friendships and the relationships all based on understanding and learning how to bring balance to your currency and your energy. If you're no longer that individual, what is their purpose? If you're no longer that individual, what is their purpose? Their purpose will go from what you designed them to be at first to what they truly are. Remember, I've said this before. Everybody has an assignment. Everybody has a purpose. If you don't understand, know your purpose, you don't know your assignments. If you're not taking in your lessons, then you don't understand anybody else's. You don't, you don't know their assignments. This is where our behavior gets askew. That flight or fight mentality, fighting for balance, fighting to keep things in balance, not understanding that everything's already within balance. Everything's in balance based on your behavior. 
Your behavior keeps things in balance. So if you're stuck in that rut, you're stuck in that known path, nothing is coming to you in the known path. Nothing is coming to you. Bobby Hammond talked about that shit all the fucking time and no one really got understood the aspect of the emotional aspect. But it's like when you're waking up thinking for the day and he said a roach woke up today. The fuck are you happy for? Admit in defining your purpose inside of your day. I made a video earlier. I made a video Monday and I was like, and I said, are you being driven or are you the driver? Are you being driven? Are you being chauffeured? Are you being Ubered? Are you being lifted? Are you the driver? There's ways to tell if you are the driver because of your behavior is in the driver's seat. The emotional catalyst is driving you. That means every time that you get up and you do something, the emotional aspect that you've always felt, most of us haven't even tapped into our true emotions. So this is what happens when our behavior comes to the, when we're going through our behaviors, the way that we act, the way, and then we get something based on our behavior. And now we're in this space of that apology. You become in this space of, I don't have to change my behavior because I'm not ready to apologize to myself. I will fight to change the external narrative to fit where I'm at. I will fight to keep the external narrative to fit where I'm at. This is based in that primal, your primordial, your primal instinct. You see, your instincts were always based on survival. Your instincts are always based on self-preservation. So since you were brought into a state of that self-preservation, surviving, and now that you're in a space where you don't have to survive anymore, except for the external environment being an illusion, you're still stuck in the old behavior. But this is because of the emotional catalyst, the emotional aspects. I've been getting deep into these emotional development in these channels. I've said that before talking about most of us, most of you are stuck where you were 12 years old. Most of you are stuck where you were eight years old. When that trauma happened, when that line of trauma happened, when them lines of isolated traumas that you thought were isolated were in the continuum happened, that's where your emotions became stuck at. So that guilt that you're feeling now is from when you were 12. That, 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 that insecurity you're feeling now is from when you were 13. Nothing in the current state is only set to be the trigger. Everything in the current state is the trigger. And when that trigger is hit, you got one or two choices. Run back into that rut, or you gonna interface with that shadow. Apologize to yourself. You did not know what you know now. You will not know, you will not come into the knowing unless you are in the now. That old path that you travel right now for a lot of us, for a lot of us, 
it's in a space where it's the same five events elongated over time for most of you most of y'all it's the same five events that means it's a holiday it's a group in the holidays grouping under the holidays tax season y'all excited about stimmy checks birthdays and celebrations an elongated sense of events and when you're now adjusting to the current state and you've been doing your work you're doing your shadow work you're tapping into yourself the thing that stops you is the distraction that's gonna pop up out of no it's gonna seem like it's out of nowhere but it's not really out of nowhere it's not out of nowhere this is when your flight this is when that killer be killed mentality goes in this is where we put into ourselves we're like oh my god i'm about if i don't do this it's going to kill me with guilt because they really needed this or they really they're always going to need that here comes the honesty from you here comes the honesty from papa lucifer they're always going to need that shit one of the things that I had to tap into and understand with myself and my accountability and responsibility with myself was they're always going to need something. They're always going to want something because they're a reflection of my needs and wants that I have not addressed. Right now, my mother still wants and needs the same things. Right now, my sisters, brothers, people that I rock with heavy back in the day, they still want and need the same things. The only difference is I'm no longer there to provide it because I'm first providing it to myself. This fear thought process that keeps us in that fearful behavior that will always keep you in that fearful behavior is, oh my God, but if I, but if, 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 if but, but what if I don't, uh what if i what if i but what if they really need it this time and we tell ourselves this a lot of times what if they need it this time what if they really are going to change what if this apology that they're about to give me what if this apology they're about to bring to me and they're about to say sorry for what they did what if that's really what if this is really it this time do not allow things to categorize your behavior we have to stop allowing things to categorize our behavior based in the emotional catalyst which would be the guilt the insecurity because that's all that they're that's all that that's their assignment their assignment is to trigger your guilt so you can go back to the original moment of guilt their their conflict is meant to show you their conflict whether it be in their relationships with their mothers, their fathers, they, they, they man, they girl, whatever it may be, their conflicts are meant to show you and they trigger you to understand the aspects of the untrained and untapped masculine and feminine energy within yourself. The wounded aspects that are within you. I remember going, I remember sitting back and forth with one of my, uh, one of my brothers from back in the day. Father just turned 60, I want to say. 60 or 70. But I remember like 
when he first met his Redbone stripper with uh Redbone shorty with long hair and stripper booty. I remember when he first met her. And he, they be having a conversation. I remember they got in an argument one time. And the argument was based on, and it was just crazy because I, the argument was based on something happened. She went somewhere. She said she was going out. And then I knew something was weird because he called me and was like, yo, I want to head, I want to go out. I was like, all right, bro, we can go out. I was like, I thought you said, I thought you said you didn't want to go out this weekend. So I want to go out. We ended up going to where his girl was and her friends were. And I was like, bro, why are we here? He was like, man, I just wanted to go out and get out the house. I was like, but Tasha right there. Yeah, I know. You wanted to come out to see, nigga, she's like head over heels in love with you. Like, like, what do you mean? So I remember, bro got wasted, got him to the house. She showed up, me and her had a conversation. She was like, he doesn't open up to me or he's not really being really open to me. And that's where we're like, he's not open. He's not being really open. And I explained to her, he's not really, he's not used to being open to that narrative. And she was like, I just want him to be more open. I was like, you're going to have to take that first step. What is it? And I did this whole breakdown with them. And then at that time, I was like looking and I like got my car and I rolled off and I'm like riding off into the, the nighttime. Then my, my windows down, I'm riding around in the nighttime. And I'm just thinking to myself, I was like, what is this showing me about myself? Why was it so easy for my brother? Why was it so easy for me to deal with my brother's behavior and be able to speak on his behalf in this space? And then I realized that my behavior had changed. My behavior had changed. My emotional content had changed. At that point, at that point, I was in a relationship at that time. So it was like, I gave her, I like called my, now ex my uh, girl at that time. And I called, I was like, yo, I just want to let you know that like, I appreciate you for making me, giving me the nudge to be open. And it was a very, it was a healing moment for me even in that time, way before I even going through, well, that was like one of many healing aspects before I even came to a healing process. This is what stops us when it comes into these conflicts. When you keep getting involved in external conflicts, when you keep subjecting yourself to external conflicts to maintain your behavior, why you act the way you act, why you move the way you move, why you talking the way you talk, when that unknown path is showing up in front of you, that unknown path of opportunity, the risk is great. The risk is going to be great. So the awards are great. Remember we talked about last week, you learning that the risk become lower, the, the risk become more, you become more aware of the risk and how to maneuver them when your tolerance is lower because you now can execute in a higher state. 
that higher state of execution remind, requires an entirely different state of behavior. That higher state of execution, that means you sitting there trying to embrace your day, you sitting there trying to really enhance your abilities and grow, it's going to require you to step out of that mindset of that high tolerance. The higher your tolerance, the more conflict you're going to face. I didn't say go through. I said face. The more, the higher your tolerance, the more conflict you shall face. The lower your tolerance, the more conflict you're going to go through. I'm going to break down what this means. When my tolerance was super high, I faced all types of conflicts. I said all types of ill shit. I said all I said some of the deepest things. I was sitting there trying to have I was sitting there trying to like be the peacemaker in every situation. Even when it came down boiled down to the situation where I would literally at first it would be based on a bias and then I was in the position like both of y'all is wrong. Both of y'all is fucked up. Both of y'all is wrong and both of y'all is fucked up and both of y'all need work. Both of y'all need to do what the fuck y'all need to do. In any situation that it was, being the mediator. And it worked for the external narrative because in that I was embracing chaos. But as my tolerance got lower, my execution became higher. So it was always, I was in a state of those same conflicts I wasn't seeing anymore. I could call them out. There was, I was aware that it was there. I could call it out like clockwork. Oh, he about to be mad because old boy about to go home early. Oh, she about to be mad because old girl about to get go, sit home early. Oh, he about to be mad because she about to do this. Or they about to be, oh, I could call it out. And since I could call it out, I could become more aware and see and now start to observe. Remember last week we talked about that experience. Your experience is based on your primary emotional reaction to the situation. That means if I'm triggered and I'm pulled into a position based on the emotional catalyst, those emotional catalysts being that old identity. So I'm trying to still remain the big brother. I'm still trying to remain the big brother, the best son ever, the best whatever into that narrative. Even to being the best, being the best man ever. There's certain aspects that you are not supposed to intervene in. They have to go through that. You can sit there. I don't want nobody to go through anything in the world. I want everybody to have butterflies and have a good life. But here's the reality to it. The reason that they're going through their, what they're going through is because of their karmic debt. Not some of it, not a little bit of it, all of it. It's because of their karmic debt. It's because of the same underlying aspects of their identity. Most of us, most of us fight for respect because we don't respect ourselves. Most of us fight with insecurity and then we have our insecurities on the external aspect. And we think that in, we think that insecurity is based on an external narrative our looks, our feelings, things of that narrow, but insecurity, insecurity, and I've said this before, insecurity is being in the security of my, in the security of 
the emotional catalyst that allows me to react the way that I react. That's what insecurity is. You are in the secure catalyst of your emotions that you are not tapping into, you're not working on to give you reason to react the way you react. The result or the effect is the behavior. So when someone says you're acting insecure, that's the behavior. When someone says you're acting jealous, that's the behavior. The emotional aspect. Remember, there's only two emotions, love and fear, love and fear. So if you feeling guilt, the behavior becomes the guilty behavior based on the fear of something that you're going to lose. The fear that you're going to be looked at, ostracized, looked at the, I don't really care how people look at me. If people say I'm not a people person, then sure. But it's gonna take them being really honest with themselves to ask me why am I not a people person? I'm I'm a very much of a people person. It's a part of my it's a part of my purpose. What I am not of is staying in environments, going around environments, being around environments, being around individuals that their energy that I'm always empty since I'm always emptying myself so I can always keep that cycle of fulfilling myself, fulfilling my purpose. I'm not going into environments where the energy that when I go into that space, I'm going to transmute that energy into myself. That's the difference when you start making those boundaries. That's when you're outside of this state of this searching for completion. We search for completion based on the thought process that we got, the end is coming, the end is coming. But I'm gonna give, I've given this key before, I'm gonna give that key again. Where you're at right now, similar to like you listening to this podcast, this is the end of how you thought. This is the end of how you thought. This is the end of your, this is the end of you not acknowledging your behavior, acknowledging your emotions, acknowledging the work you need to do. And this is the beginning of you working on those emotions and working within and shifting those behaviors and letting go of old behaviors and the catalyst of old behaviors. See, the cycle is ending to beginning. See, when you look based on beginning to end, you always look for completion. You have a predestination. I want to get all this shit done before the end. I want to get all this stuff done before I die. Your ego loves that because your ego is going to be like, remember, you 30. Remember, you 35. Remember, you 36. Remember, you 45. Remember, it's the end of your 20s. Remember, it's you 21. You're able to drink now, but it's about to be the end of your 30s. Remember, your ego loves to be on your shoulder like the little lookout to remind you of your age or the or the catalyst that keep you stuck within the behavior that you still stuck in when you was 12 years old. So now everything in your environment is the reflection of showing you what you were when you was 12 years old. The same way, and this is how it goes. This is, this is the craziest part about the reflection. I don't care how many times I go to my mother's house. My mother, up until a certain point, is always gonna view me 
as the eight-year-old, the 10-year-old, the 15-year-old, 16-year-old, 18-year-old. She always gonna view me as one of those emotional channels because she's not out of that emotional channel. She's always gonna view me as that. She's always gonna view me as that. And that becomes one of those detrimental thought processes when we look at ourselves, we're like, the aspect of thinking to ourselves, this fight or flight mentality, this searching for completion, where we're always searching for something to complete our cycle of thought. So we're always looking for that argument to complete our cycle of thought. And the argument is, the argument is normal. It's the energy that's put into the argument that makes it imbalanced. Arguments are normal. Conflict is normal. It's the energy that is put into it. I can argue a point because it's without emotion, it's debating. I'm setting the point. But if I'm arguing based on emotion, it becomes an argument, a heated debate, because I'm trying to prove my point into that space because I'm not willing to invest into the change. So when we say things to ourselves to that narrative, like, for example, for me, I'm up at 5 a.m. Sometimes I'm up at 4.30, just laying there, allowing my body, allowing myself to materialize back into the avatar that is Carlos every fucking day. Sitting there chilling, just, I'm not looking for completion. I'm looking for enhancement and to expand. If it does not expand me, if it does not, if the investment is not on LLC mentality, that means it ain't got LLC behind it. That means it ain't got no sense of ownership behind it. I'm not for it. That's not for anybody else to agree or disagree with. They can do what they do. I respect them. But for me, if it's not about expansion in a way that is going to gravitate growth, that is going to break some generational curses, the byproducts of my healing, the byproducts of your healing, then why are you doing it? If it's not going to bring you any charge that's going to help you advance, why do you do it? Because of the old behavior? Because you don't want to let go of the catalyst that allow you to remain in the old structure of your behavior, your old mindset. You want to stay in a state of, you want to stay in that rut and try to find completion in that old rut. I'm here to tell you, as always, Maintaining that old behavior ain't gonna get you anything. You know everything that's gonna happen. Even unconsciously, when you don't even, when you haven't accepted what's gonna happen, you know exactly what's gonna happen when you do it. So then that goes into challenging that behavior. It's gonna go into challenging that behavior. We'll be right back after this. But yes, as we were talking about in that aspect of that fear of change, that state of reaction. Living in a state of reaction is what keeps us in a recessive behavior. Our natural aspect is the, the dominant behavior of the dominant self is only as strong or is only reflected as the of uh, the emotion was the is the excessive, the recessive point. The emotion there's the recessive aspect to your DNA, then there's the dominant aspect to your DNA. You are naturally the dominant DNA. You are naturally dominant. Pro, you are naturally dominant. Dominant. 
That's why your anger is stronger. That's why your sorrow hit harder. That's why these things hit harder because they are the dominant aspect based on the emotional catalyst. So when you're feeling extreme guilt or extreme in the feeling, it's time to trace that feeling back. Is that feeling worth maintaining that behavior or the catalyst of that behavior? This is when this is, it's very hard to question a lot of things for ourselves. It's very hard to question things. It's very hard for us to question the things that are the closest to us in that space. One of the biggest things that when I'm talking to my clients, when I'm giving, when I'm talking to a client is, it's not the white men that are they're the most recessive aspect based on your behavior. It's not the job that are one of the most recessive parts of your behavior. It's not the, it, it's, it, it's not none of those things outside of yourself that are in the unknown, that are in the unknown quadrant. You ain't explored those yet. You don't understand what the fuck those are. So that's why you remind docile when you go into that space. Cause think about it. If you'll act up and say shit about your job when you're not at your job, you will act up and talk shit about people at your job when you're not at your job. But when you go to your job, you will grit your teeth and allow your behavior, the dominant behavior which is that identity that you put on to go into that space and you'll say, I'm just going to work. But something's going to trigger you while you at your job. Something's going to trigger you. And this is when we learn in our emotions and learning how to direct ourselves outside of our emotions, not going into a cycle of completion. The cycle of completion is based on the unhealed aspects of your emotional trauma, that event. Because the moment that you sit there and get upset with somebody, you're gonna first look at everything that y'all been through up till that point. And then you're gonna start weighing everything based on those points. And then you're gonna look at your current situation based on those points. And then you're gonna make your rational or logical reason. I just need to cool off. They just need to cool off. How many times does one need to cool off before the shit is frozen? Maybe they don't need the cool off. Maybe that fire need to get turned up so that bridge can be burned. Stop trying to make those U-turns. I'm talking, I'm gonna, we gonna get deeper into that uh, tonight, but yeah. Stop making the U-turns because what you're noticing now for a lot of you is if you keep making them U-turns, every time you come back to the position where you supposed to be at, Nothing seems to be the same. It's because you're using the external influences to navigate yourself. And whether it's the person, the place, the thing, just like using an example of your job, there's only so many times an employee could come late to work before I had to send their ass home. And it used to be after like the second time. I already, after, for me, when I was managing, when I was in that management space, even to now, how I, even how I manage in the business sense is how I run in my mindset. Everything is everything is in that continuum. So there's only so many times before you gonna keep doing something before I have to call in the for. I'm like I got a replacement for it. Cool, you ain't. 
I've had employees come into work, ready to work, knowing that I was working. They thought it was us. They were still stuck in the, oh, he's the, he's, he's the guy. Nigga, I was never cool with you when we were employed, when I was the employee. But they thought they could use this emotional aspect, this catalyst, to get the curve their narrative. Oh, you working tonight? I know we're gonna have a good shift. Yeah, we're gonna have a great shift. We're gonna have we're gonna have a good shift. We're gonna have a greater shift without you. I've already called in your replacement. You will be talking to me and the big boss when they get back from their vacation. Boss be gone for like a week. I'm the one that's in charge. So you're gonna have to deal. You can be mad. You can go post on post on the Facebooks and all that. I don't follow you on Facebook, so it don't matter. I don't follow you on none of these social media sites, so it don't matter what you post because it's not gonna affect me. This is the thought process that I used when I started moving forward in my healing work. This is the aspect of me coming into that apology. I was done looking for completion. Now I'm in a state to where if it is not enhancing me, if it's not making me grow, if it's not taking me to the next level, if there's not a lesson that I can learn from there, if there's not something I can take from it to expand, I don't need it around me. People gonna, and I said, as I said earlier, people are gonna be like, yo, that's some cold shit, that's asshole shit. Why would you be that way? How could you be that way to people? And da 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 da, I'm like, that's fine and dandy, but quality people only quality purposes only low tolerance only high execution only i need things around me i need individuals entities energy just like the energies that i fuck with on a regular basis the ancestors that are outside they execute on a high level of energy you think i'm going to waste my high level of energy into a space that's not going to give me i can't grow nothing in that scorched earth why would i waste my time this is one of the hardest things because now we're sitting there looking at our life at if i'm not looking for what's completing me and i'm looking for what's enhancing me everything that's going to enhance me is outside of my comfort zone me being acknowledging things is outside of my comfort zone me being accepting is outside of my comfort zone my higher level of respect for me is outside of my comfort zone me setting my boundaries is outside of my comfort zone none of that shit's inside of my comfort zone when you realize what's inside what you when you realize this and you start tapping into this this is when everything starts to change for a lot of you i've noticed I've noticed because I'm getting a lot more uh, emails and messages where you're actually embracing your steps. And I love that. Bravo. Keep going. Because what happens when you start your shadow work process and you start going through the old states of reaction, you start going through the states of reaction and you start acknowledging these behaviors and you start seeing what triggers these behaviors or keeps you in those behaviors, you're gonna get to a point when you start apologizing to everybody or saying, I'm sorry, I apologize. What you're gonna start noticing is, it's gonna go from it's you to it's really them. It's not me, it's you. We've heard that before in our lives. It's not me, 
it's you. This is when you're gonna start going through that space of it's not me, it's you. There's things that you need to work on and I gotta be able to accept this. You're gonna have to, I respect you for where you at. I respect you for what you've done. I respect you for everything that you show me, everything that you taught me, everything that you brought to the surface. Without you, I cannot go forward. And you got to be comfortable with that gap that's going to be caused. But that gap, the larger that gap, the deeper the responsibility. And that's what a lot of us are scared of. There was a big gap for me when I was like, I talked, I'm going to talk about it now. Those vouchers. A lot of us get stuck in these vouchers. The completion vouchers. The, I'm going to call them food stamp vouchers. These credits. Where we go into these situations based on that behavior and we have a voucher for our behavior. So now we go into a space. I'm gonna use another, I'm gonna use that example. Go into a space. My oldest, my little, my the oldest twin of my sisters, she was dealing with a guy, and I gave him a warning in upfront, like, yo, you don't wanna see me angry, you don't wanna see. You don't want, you do not want my sister to call me at two o'clock in the, in the morning. You, I'm not, I'm not one of the individuals. You want my sister to call at two o'clock in the morning because there will be no loud. There will be no noise. There'll be no talking. I gave him the whole spill and I literally had to stop doing that shit. I literally had to stop doing it because after the first time he went inside my sister head, and me and my cohorts, my, 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 me and my band of monsters went over. After the second time, when I went by myself, it was just me and one other person. Both times my sister went back. Both times my sister went back. I had to think to myself, I was like, my sister's behavior is not something that I can fix. As much as I want to say, this and this and this and this happened, I couldn't fix it. She was still stuck in behaviors of things that she needed to deal with. And what I kept seeing was the conflict of me dealing with the behaviors inside of myself to feel some need that I I still was, I still was stuck in a space emotionally for myself based on when I would leave for the summer times and shit to go visit my, the up uh, my visit summer vacation was my mother called it but it was like i'm gonna go spend time with my my father's side of the family and i wasn't there to defend them i still had that guilt on my conscience i still was transmuting through that guilt so i felt in the current situation that in order my sister still sees me that way i had to understand and triangulate this position that in order to complete this cipher I had to realize that the emotional trauma or the emotional shit that my sister went through in her path, in order for me to understand that they're parallel, they don't connect, I was the one that was connecting them. She would connect them to me. It was all based on, big brother, you weren't there, and da da da. I was still holding on to that old voucher. She pulled up that voucher card. It wasn't until after I didn't come the third time. My mother yelled at my mother thought I was, 
My mother was mad at me for a couple months. Motherfuckers was upset with me that I didn't show up. I was like, but it took me being honest with myself and honest with the situation and be like, it does me no good to go do anything. I know all y'all are emotional, but it does me no good to go over there and say, do, act upon anything because until she's willing to move away or change her situation, what the fuck is the use of me going over there? I'm not going to keep, I'm not going to keep calling in my lawyer and putting myself in, putting my careers in danger and putting my growth in danger for something that she ain't willing to let go of. I said the same thing to them, but here's the main key. It doesn't matter who you say it to externally. You say it to yourself all the time. I'm not doing it no more. It doesn't matter. You must make that statement to them. I had to make that statement to my sister. My sister looked at me with tears in her eyes and she was upset for a little bit, but her tears in her eyes were not based on, and this is what I've noticed. Her tears were not based in, her tears were not based in her being upset with me. Her tears weren't based on being upset with me. Her tears were being, her tears were of actual joy in this sense were of actual joy in that sense that I was able to give her that information. That's what my sister, like later on, me and my sister had that conversation. She was like, I'm glad that you stood up to me because it allowed me to stand up for myself. I'm not saying that that happened like two weeks later, three weeks later, couple months later, because I let go of when it would happen. That's another main key. I let go of when the fuck it would happen. And it was like two, three years later on. It was like two, three years later on. This was like after my... She had my... Her fifth child, her fourth child, which was my third nephew from her. She had my third nephew, three years before she realized it. Three years before she re- she acknowledged it. But it still did not, it did. And all I, all I could say at that position was like, I have long time apologize. I forgave you a long time ago. We went through things and it was the same. It, this is when that conversation could come out because it was on an even playing field. It wasn't about completion. It was about expanding. Only when others, only when others are ready can they expand. As long as you are still stuck in the old behavior, that means the guilt-ridden behavior, that means you always gonna be there. You always gonna be in that position. They don't, they're not gonna change. They're not going to evolve. They're not gonna do what they need to do. That's gonna be the distraction to keep you from evolving, you from uh expanding, you from tapping into your full of potential and getting into your primordial works. You have to become comfortable with individuals looking at you like you are motherfucking crazy. You gotta get uncomfortable, you gotta get into the discomfort that motherfuckers gonna look at you and be like, I hate you, I don't wanna see you no more, I can't believe you did this to me, you made this promise, you made this, that's nice. I didn't make those promises. The 12 year old, 13 year old, 15 year old, 16 year old, 17 year old, whatever age that I made that promise, at that age, that you made that promise. 
me in my current state, I've just been renewing this promise, hoping for something to happen. Hoping that it was gonna bring a state of completion into my life. Hoping that I could, hoping that, but all it's doing is keeping you stuck in the same behavior. When you look outside of yourself, go furthest out with the white man, they're the most degenerative aspects of your behavior. So you expect them to change their behavior and you ain't changed yours? That's why they can keep doing what they doing because you ain't changing your behavior. That's why they can keep doing what they doing, saying what they saying, putting up everything, putting up, put, they just putting up numbers on the board because you won't change your play. You won't change your behavior. I had to learn that for myself, I had to change my behavior entirely and accept the rapid changes and invest in those rapid changes. The more changes that I accepted into myself, the lower my tolerance became. So the lower my tolerance came, the more aware I became. The more aware I became, the more I was able to execute on a faster note. It was less emotional behavior, it was less emotional acts and behavior. And now I'm sitting, now I sit in a position with myself where it's like, that's nice, that's great. Okay. I respect your decision. I respect you for your decision. Respect my decision. No need to say, put anything else into this space. I accept your decision. I no longer was going to, we no longer are in this state of completion. So it's like, we're not completing circuits. That means if I was in a high state of tolerance, then I would get upset, I would get irritated, I would get mad. I wouldn't be aware of my, I would not be aware of the emotion that's coming up. So I would not be aware of the behavior that's about to ensue. So then in order for me to keep that behavior going, I would, in order for me to keep that behavior going, I would automatically have to give in to the completion of this cycle of this circuit. So the things that my mother has said and done, I'm no longer in need of the things that I needed from my mother. I've taken a level of responsibility for myself to no longer need my mother in that space. I've learned the things that I needed to learn. I'm no longer in the space where I need my uh, siblings because I am my siblings. I'm my sister, I'm my brothers, I'm my sister, I'm my brothers, I'm my mother, I'm my father, I'm my aunts, I'm my uncles. I am my ancestors. I am the spirits, the spirits is me. It's, it's more than just saying it. It, it, it sounds nice to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm with the ancestors, but until you become the aspects by understanding the aspects of what they are and what they're going through and understanding those things that are within inside of you, you ain't becoming shit. You'll know you ain't becoming shit because you'll feel anxious. You'll get there's a different level of excitement. I'm always in an intense excitement. I'm always ready. I'm always ready. I don't have to wait for something to happen. I don't have to wait for something to happen. I know that if I do this, this is going to happen based on the intention that is set. I have a clear line of intent. My intent is not based on my behavior. My intent is not based on my intent is not based on behavior. 
i.e. want or need. My intent is not based on behavior, i.e. want or need. I need nothing, I want nothing. I am nothing, I am everything. I am empty, I am fulfilled. I am always empty, so I'm always fulfilled. I need not and want not, I am the no-so. Everything that I, everything that I desire, I can create the, I can create the conduit for it to come into my space. I'm not looking for anything to give me what it is that I've not first given to myself. When you start embracing these aspects, it changes your whole behavior pattern. You'll look at situations and now instead of you feeling that you got to re-experience it, this is what happens for a lot of us. We'll make a boundary. But then the boundary has that within it. We put conditions in our boundaries. There's no conditions in my boundaries. You got it. There's, there's no condition in your boundaries. Well, if they do this and then if they do that and then they do this, then maybe, maybe they can get a weekend out the month. You sitting here playing, you sitting here playing family court with your emotions. You're sitting here playing family court with your emotions. If they do this, this, and this, then they can get this, this, and this. No. The only apology is changed behavior. In order for you to be able to accept changed behavior, you must first change the behaviors of yourself. You must first understand the emotional catalyst, stepping out of this realm of trying to complete some shit. I don't feel complete without people around me. You got some work to do. I remember going through that longing ass feeling of feeling like the only way I could be complete is if like I had this conversation or if I had that conversation. Okay, cool. I completed my morning because I had these conversations. Now 90% of them conversations are with myself. When I'm up at 5 a.m., I have them conversations with myself. And they're all in back, they're all based in enhancement. So by the time I'm done with the first half of my from 5 a.m. to 7:45, when I come in back to the crib, when I come back to the house, come back to the compound, it's time to do meditate and elevate. It's time to put that TikTok video out. It's time to put out that quality that reflects me. It's time to pull out the quality lesson that reflects me and allow that to be the entry point to me. It's all about setting these terms or those entry points with yourself so you can start advancing. It's all about setting them entry points. And this is going to lead us into, yeah, that was kind of long, but we don't get into the aspects of that great recession. This is going to teach us recessive response. This is going to teach us recessive response. Withdrawing from, re withdrawing from reacting is a challenge to learn behavior. Withdrawing from reaction is going to be the challenge to the learned behavior. Our upbringing, whether it was awesome or it was horrible, can hinder your natural recessive response. 
how we take in what is said to us when something hurts us how it challenges the natural code to go back to a memory that corresponds to it this is one of the biggest things that happens to a lot of us when we come into that space whenever you have been through a trauma through a traumatic event when you've been through isolated traumatic events even up to like if you get hurt let's say like you get hurt let's say you get a scratch let's say you get a a cut on your leg or you got some organ damage going on you remember that memory it's embedded into your subconscious and now the next time that you go through an event that is of similar pain the first thing you gonna go to is the corresponding memory to maintain in your behavior of how you're gonna react to that space here's gonna be your key step back withdraw from reacting withdraw back from reacting and accept guidance from your higher aspects of yourself that way you don't repeat this lesson that way you don't repeat this lesson because you might be in the repeat of that lesson but why did you what happened the first time different set of circumstances what happened last time what were you doing last time that you still doing now what have you not learned to fully withdraw yourself away from what emotion is still on the table that you ain't learned to withdraw yourself away from guilt insecurity pain what pain what is it the 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 missing and longing feeling you got in yourself so now it got you thinking that they're just lonely i remember when i was lonely once i remember when i didn't have any friends i remember when this happened to me because that's the only thing you're going back to that's the only thing you're going back to in that great recession with yourself only thing you're going back to you're going back to a memory of when you were in that position when you were in that position and you will rationalize it and then the minute that you go into that position what's the first thing your ass said i should have stayed my ass at the house i should have went to where i said i was gonna go i should have asked who all was over there i should have drove I should have just sent the gift. I should have called out of work today. I knew what was gonna happen. I should have woke up earlier. All these things start popping up. And then now you're looking at yourself like your behavior is what's getting tricked. That behavior gets triggered. So now do you really learn? You didn't withdraw from it. You just simply said, well, I'm gonna get through it this time and then next time I'm gonna do this. But since you were doing it through that emotional trauma, that emotional trigger, you were anxious, you were upset, you were mad, you were you were in that emotional distress. When an emotional distress dissipates, you damn near forget what it is the fuck you went through. You damn near forget the beginning of the day because something inside of that space gave you some hope maybe it wasn't all bad and then you go forward you forget the lesson you forget to talk to yourself 
This is the aspect when motherfuckers say you pray about it or you have that conversation with yourself. You denounce the, the conversation with yourself because you got an abundance of something out of that space and then it repeats itself. That's all based in that lack mentality, the lack mindset. You went through it because you thought that as long as you, as long as you are going through a channel of lack, you'll always come out where you need to come out at. But that's what we about to get into next after this break in the Great Recession. Thank you for choosing the God out. Y'all like it out there? You know, I got them sirens in the background. The sirens in the background got the that 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 ace of the bass. I was thinking about that when I made this beat. I don't know why. But yeah, the Great Recession. The Great Recession is in that recessive response. Learning how to recess and withdraw from reaction and learning how to gain information from the response. So now for a lot is this is going to happen. I'm, I think I've told this story before, but the biggest example that I'll use is I remember my first states of coming into my state of awareness. And I remember when I started making all my posts on my Facebook page and on my Instagram page, I was posting everything. I was posting something, everything. I was sitting there trying to get it all out there. And I was just simply expressing myself. And what I noticed is, I think at that time I was at like a thousand friends, thousand plus friends on Facebook over the time. And then I noticed my numbers started going down. I noticed my numbers started going down. I might throw a joke. Then I started throwing jokes out here and there. Numbers still, numbers still were going down. And I remember I was down, I went from a thousand friends to about 400 friends to about 300 friends to about 120 friends just on my Facebook. So in real life, when we take that into the real aspects of the illusion, the same thing was happening inside of my spaces. When I would be at my job, motherfuckers weren't talking to me the same. Uh, certain individuals were coming out of the woodwork and I noticed there was certain distractions that would come up that didn't really feel right to me anymore. I started noticing that when I was speaking up about myself in, in my space, what I noticed was I was reacting. I was in a state of reaction. I was in that, I, was, I wasn't learning how to, I wasn't learning how to become recessive to take in and learn. So when I would be in situations with individuals just having conversations, and this ain't even on nothing like super fucking This ain't even nothing like, same or nothing like in particular. It was like, it didn't matter what I was saying. The only thing that they could react to was the fact that they saw on my page that I said I was a God or I said, Jesus isn't real. I'm the Christ. And they just kept saying that I was saying these blasphemous things. And it didn't, it didn't get to me. So I just kept reacting the way I reacted, like, fuck it, nigga, I don't, 
Nigga, I don't care. But what really started getting to me was when it was the response of family members to my thoughts, to my actions. And when I was reacting to them, that's when those emotional triggers were the heaviest. When I started telling them about themselves, at first, it was based in reaction. It's the important part. It was based in reaction. So I was saying what was needed to be said, but the desired effect was based on reaction, the internal wounds. I was still hurt on the inside. So when those internal wounds have not been dealt with, everything that you say, it can sound the way you want it to sound in your head, but it comes out broken. It comes out broken or askew. And this is because that state of reaction, you're trying to pierce through their perception or their perspective and convert them to yours. Because you have not yet learned that in order for me to respect my, in order for me to find that respect in myself, I gotta get comfortable with their perspective of me being what it is and accepting it. I had to accept still accept it. Now I accept it like it's nothing. I had to accept being called the devil worshiper. I had to be, I had to accept being called even crazier, weird, all of these. I had to accept it. It was easy for the outside world because I really didn't care. I still was making my money, still doing my thing, but it was the internal aspects. It was the internal aspects of like, why I didn't, why I wasn't going to my mom's house every day like I used to. Why I wasn't calling family members like I used to, calling friends like I used to. Why I wasn't the first one to call them. Why I wasn't responding to their distress calls anymore. Those are the ones that I had to really deal with because it was all about learning recessive response. Because regardless, and it's the true factor, regardless, of how you respond, whether you respond or not, I can guarantee when you call them later on, they gonna have a little bit of, they gonna have a little bit of weight on their heart. They gonna have a little bit of shit on their heart against you, but they're gonna tell you to, they gonna say, yeah, I, I figured it out. And they gonna hate it, but until they accept that, yo, I can figure it out myself. Until you accept that, okay, cool, they can figure out themselves. You're going to keep, you're going to, that guilt is going to get triggered. Because now you're going to, you're still going to be holding on to that old thought. And they still going to have access to that voucher. There's going to be a moment in time where the emotions get high again. And what they were holding in is going to come out. And this is where, where you've learned to inform yourself through recessive, recessing from reacting and learning the response. You learn how to communicate from your higher self. You learn how to communicate without the bias. See, a lot of us, we, we will get stuck in communicating through the bias. 
So we'll take a side on this end, or we'll take a side on that end, and then we start separating. And now the perception is you're taking a side, and then you step further back, and then now it's like you're not taking nobody's side, and then you step further back, and then you like, nigga, I was taking somebody's side all the time. And now you're going out of the experience to the observation. It doesn't matter what side that I take, they both wrong. They both got stuff they got to deal with. That whole group over there, they're being really childish. They're doing childish things in the childish mindset and it's affecting with my inner child's innocence. Why was I attached to it in the first place? Because you wanted attention. Your inner child craves attention. Your inner child craves love. Your inner child craves nurturing. Your inner child craves all of the things that a child is going to want and need and desire and require. And since you didn't have it at a point in time, let's go back to those emotional channels. Since you didn't get it at that first point in time, now you sitting here in this point in time still looking for it. You find yourself walking around aimlessly still looking for the same nurturing in a different environment. And now with everything that's been put on top of that, with that new behavior, you're getting it through the new behavior. You're getting it through the new behavior. Now just think about the things that get put on top when you think about the new behavior. I'm grown. When you get 18, just think about these detrimental, some of these detrimental things. When you get a job, when you turn 18, when you have kids, you understand. When you do this, I'm grown. All of these narratives. All of that's put into that behavior. All of that's put into that behavior for the reaction. I was young and dumb. I wasn't understanding. I, I was young and dumb. You picked up and you you picked up and ran with them shits. Unconsciously, you ran with them shits. And you put those into your behavior. Because you'll find yourself repeating these same things. Reacting and repeating these same things. I'm the adult. I'm grown. I got a job so I can do this. I can do this, this, and this. Putting yourself in a false sense of... Reaction. That false sense of self. That identity. To maintain that identity of yourself. I've been this way for all my life and... I'm used to do happening this way. There's things that we've told ourselves and you just tell yourself these things over and over and over again. And guess what it does? These are the weights that now acquire and hold down your heart. So now you cannot flow and move and accept the flow with the balance of the weight of the feather because you can't move forward because you can't apologize for everything that you added into your everything that you added on to the original point of being. Now you sitting there in that space and you wondering why the way that you used to react ain't working no more. Now you're sitting here in that space and you're wondering my old way of reacting, my old way of dealing with things, my old way of my growth, the old way that I used to put myself out there, the old ways are not working anymore. I'm losing respect. You never lost respect because you never have respect for yourself. I'm losing love. 
You never lost love. You didn't have love for yourself. I'm losing value. I'm losing worth. You didn't define the love, the value, the respect, the worth into yourself because you have not gone through the process of the acknowledging, the accepting, the apology, the becoming the healing, the becoming the time, the becoming the programs, the understanding your behaviors, the breaking yourself out of those old cycles, stuck in this predestination based on con based on not dealing with the conflicts, not allowing yourself to become now the observer making those healthy boundaries for yourself. These are the things that keep you locked in and now your heart gets weighed against that feather, it's gonna fail every time. I can, recite, I can recite the lies of my yacht, easy, all 42. Because the person, the entity, the body, the human aspect of me that did those things, no longer has any power. It no longer has any influence. It doesn't have any influence. So now when it comes to decision-making it's based on response and informing. Now, when I'm in that situation, it's like, I can actually weigh it out before I even go into the situation. Date it, move forward. It's not up to me to change someone's perception or change someone's ideals or that's not what I'm here for. It's not up to me to make somebody feel some type of way. That's gonna happen naturally. Everything that's gonna happen is gonna happen naturally. They're gonna feel bad. They're gonna be angry. They're gonna be upset. They're gonna hate you. They, 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 they're going to do exactly what they, they're going to do exactly what their perception is allowing them to do. Period. If you react, then you complete that cycle. So you complete the circuit and you keep it going. When you learn how to respond, I mean, you learn how to sit there and be quiet with yourself. You sit there and be like, damn, they really need to find something for themselves. The way that I found love in myself, I can't, all I can tell them is they need to find the love in themselves. I can give them the, and then this is when you can build that newfound, this is when you can fill in that gap. You're not take, you're not stepping back into the gap and making a U-turn. You're standing on your end of the bridge and you saying, I did this, I did this, and I did this. The love doesn't change. You just learn how to direct your love. You learn how to direct your energy in a more healthier way. Instead of you feeling like you feel this need to, in order for me to have this conversation with them, I got to go to their level. Fuck that shit. Stop going down to their level to have that conversation. Force them out of their comfort zone to come to your, to come to your, come to where you're at so they can get that work. This is one thing that a lot of us fall into. We find ourselves going into the environment where the mentality and the behavior is still in a defense. And I've talked about the observational defense all the time. You are now moving in an option. You're shifting from observational defense or experience 
the observational experiencing defense to the observational offense. See, when you're an observational offense, you're able to see the board as the board and you're not manipulating the pieces on the board. You're seeing the board for exactly what it is. You're not looking to be right. You're not looking to be wrong. You're not looking to you're not looking to make things balanced because everything's already balanced. The board's already balanced. The board is already balanced. You ain't got to balance it. There is no right or wrong on the board. It's all based on the moves that are going to be played. We get stuck in this right or wrong. If I don't do this, then I'm gonna be wrong over here. And if I don't do this, I'm gonna be right over here. I'll be right over here, but I'll be wrong over here. So am I really gonna risk being right over here or making shit feel good over here? And then my, my get it done behavior I'm a, it's going to help me get it done over here. No, it won't. No, it won't. It's going to push shit away from you. Because over in the space where you were worried about right and wrong is a negative polarity to your positive self. So in order to go into the old emotional recessive aspects based on your emotion, the emotion's always negative. So if you react to something based on a negative, and you try to come into a positive space of logic, the logic's already balanced in positive and negative. It's already balanced in the polarity. So if you come into a space that is based on the balance of positive and negative, and you come in negative, you're gonna push it away. See how it works? It's already at a negative charge because it's a receptive behavior. It's in receptive, it's in recept, it's in a receptive sense. It's in a receptive response mode. So it's able to absorb and transmute. So if you come in on a negative tip, you'll notice this whenever you go around people and they always seem to be negative and you feel yourself always stuck in that space is because there's still negative aspects that you have not turned to positive charge. The reason that you keep going into the situation is because within you, the reason that you go into the space of conflict and you always try to fix conflicts is because the lack of you fixing the conflict within yourself. You know that conflict cannot be fixed. It's simply a reflection of something that you need to fix inside of yourself. The longer that you stay within that space, the longer your energy is transmuted to match that frequency inside of that space. So now when you leave that space that's of negative and you come into another, you come into your space that's positive, that's in balance, whichever aspect is the strongest is the one that's going to make the connection either to pull close or to separate. So if I go, let's, I give an example. The conversations that I had with my sister and her, uh, with her man and shit at those times. After I made the acknowledgement and I stepped away and I allowed, I allowed it to do what it needed to do. When she came to me, it was on positive grounds. 
I was able to now withdraw and become recessive and accept that into my space. So the connection could be made. It wasn't based on attachment. It wasn't based on the trauma or the voucher. It was based on attack. It was based on connection. Me and my sister connected within that space. So we had that conversation, that connection was made. In order for that connection not to be maintained, it has to come through this same, it has to come through this same superior. Now, now what is a superior channel? This is the Nile River going up and down. This is Jacob's ladder. This is your spine. This is that charge. That's the charge based on connection. Because in that space, we both can learn. In that space, we both can expand. In that space, we can explore new channels. When you're stuck in the attachment, that means you're going over there into the bias. That means one side of the uh, one side of the polarity or the other, based on attachment, there can be no growth. There can be no expansion. There only can be things that are of like frequency to happen within that space. You will notice that when you do things of the like frequency within a space, when you try to go into a higher frequency, that shit ain't gonna line up right. That shit gonna seem odd as hell. You gonna sit there in that space and be like, yeah, maybe, just maybe, that wasn't the best decision. And that's the learn, that's the experimentation process. But you gotta be open and honest with yourself to go through true experimentation. You gotta be open and honest with yourself to go through this true experimentation. Cause it will fuck your head up. It will put you in a state where you're like, man, but nah, because it used to work back in 2004, it ain't 2004 anymore. Nobody, none of my other, none of my other girls complain to me doing this type of shit. Nigga, that shit don't work no more. None of my other men complain. You're at a different level now, sis. You're at a different level now, bro. You're in a space, you're coming into spaces where the emotional frequency is in a more balanced state. So the things that you got away with back then aren't gonna happen here in the now. They're not gonna be, it's, it's not even, it's not even about being tolerated in this context is this it doesn't it doesn't compute you just you're it just it just does it doesn't connect so like the look is gonna be like what the fuck you're gonna be looking like ariel and little mermaid sitting there using a fork to comb her hair in a space where the real purpose of what it's used for you don't understand it because you only knew it based on the old level. You only knew it back then. This fork right here, we used it to comb our hair over here. Nigga, we used that to eat over here. It's a different feeding environment. How you feed yourself. Everything how you everything that you're doing based on that level to make your heart as light as a feather. Everything that you're doing to learn how to become more recessive of substance everything that you're doing now is going to be based on that level of substance if it's not providing substance your body your mind your soul is going to 
your soul is gonna kick it out. Your body, your soul is gonna kick it out. Your mind's gonna go fucking berserk. Your emotions are gonna go out of whack. Your body's gonna go out of whack. Everything's gonna fall into succession to let your ass know, no, don't do it. Stop doing it. And there's no quick way out. You gonna have to go through it. That's the experimentation. You gonna have to go through it. You gonna have to realize with yourself like, yeah, maybe I do need to stop. Why do I keep doing this? And this is when you start asking them why questions that I give my clients. You gonna have to start asking yourself why, like, why do I keep doing this? Why do I always seem to do this same thing every day, the same time? What does it mean? And this is when you come into them aspects of like, am I being driven or am I driving? A lot of you are being driven and you got used to being driven by the lack mindset which led to struggle, which led to oppression, which led to guilt, which led to insecurity, which led to jealousy, which leads to the entitlement, which leads to that false sense of your behavior. And now you keep going down that same line and now it's a rut. So now your insecurities seem larger than they are. Your oppression seems larger than it is. All of these emotional triggers are, seem bigger than they are is because you're still living in the old memory. You gotta take yourself out of that shit. That shit ain't working no more. That shit been didn't work. The only reason that it worked is because you were on that frequency. But the moment that you opened your mouth and said that you were a god, you said you were a goddess, you said you were a king, you said you were a queen, you said you were a higher level entity. You opened the door to the challenges before you. Everything you're going through now is based on opening the door to the challenges in front of you. And my favorite line out of Carlito's way, the original, the first one with Al Pacino. He said, Davey, you a gangster now. There ain't no school. There ain't no book. There ain't no class. There ain't no book. You either gonna catch up or you gonna get swallowed. That was the illest way of explaining you stepping into your shadow work. That is the illest way of you stepping into the shadows and integrating with yourself. Yes, there are books to help. The book is only to help open you up and enhance and permeate and fertilize the space. But you're going to have to step in there. You see, when you grab that book on, I talked about it, uh, Friday during the lecture, you grab that book on astrology. Actually, I got to sit beside me now because I like writing on it. You open up that book on astrology. What's the first thing you going to do? You going to go past every other sign. In my case, I'm an Aquarius. Aquarius, right. Aquarius is my uh, top sign. You going to go right in that book and you going to go past all the other signs to get to yours to what fundamentally fits. Not realizing that all the other signs before you get to your sign are the buildup to your sign. 
you gonna go grab that book on uh conjuring and the goddesses or i'm thinking of some other books the goddess books or the god rights or initiate rights and you gonna go to a page and that shit gonna say something about uh fundamentals or it's gonna say something about uh praying to yourself or some shit like that to you and you gonna look at him be like I can't get with this book because it's telling me something that I'm trying to get away from. There's no getting away from it. The reason that it's coming up because you need to have a deeper understanding of it. There's no running away from it. There's no ducking out. There's no hiding. There's no hiding from your shadow. And I've been telling y'all since the beginning, I actually told y'all that in the end of 2020, that the density went from density seven to density 12. So the shadow is right there in your face. The results of your traumas are reflected in your face. The shadow is going to be the most dense. The insecurity, the pain, the trauma is going to be really, really, really dense. There's no more running away from it. Just like, just like my man Carlito said, you a gangster now. They ain't no book. They ain't no class. They ain't no cutting the line. They ain't no skipping no steps. You gonna have to go through these steps. You gonna have to get this work. You gonna have to accept the path that's gonna come up in front of you. You gonna have to. You gonna have to start using your discernment. You gonna. You gonna learn to stop using judgment. You gonna learn to stop making them fucking U-turns. I'm gonna go do this one day. And then now you down for three days. I'm going to go do this for an hour. And then you realize a whole, your whole day gone. I'm going to go do this one thing. And then now, since you in that shadow, guess what? You got to deal with everything that's coming with it. You got to deal with everything. There's no more playing with your instincts, playing with your intuition. There's no more playing with your gift. You, you, I know I got my gift. There's no more playing with it. There's no more playing with it. Stay tuned for the plug talk. We don't get into this closeout. To the guy talk, plug talk. You know we always gotta keep plugged in with everything that happened in the world. We gotta go alchemist. I wanted to let everybody know. Uh new follow points. Join me on TikTok. Papa Lucy Zombie. Papa Lucy Zombie. For that one minute build, that one minute direct build to start today. Still follow. On Facebook, give that meditate and elevate in your life. And of course, for the God Hour Show, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Tuesday night. Follow me on Instagram at Papa underscore Lucy 666. And of course, once again, thank you for tuning in to Tap Out of Humanity by Understanding Insanity on the God Hour Podcast. Gotta call AlchemistLLC.com. You know that's the place for the shadow uh, hits.
scheduling that shadow work consultation, getting that reading for clarity, and many, many, many other services and products. And yeah, 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 yeah. I love that, I love that, I love that. And of course, you can, if you're interested in getting plugged into the plug talk, sponsorship where you get a plug-in ad space in the God Hour podcast, hit me at set, S-E-T, Carlos, C-A-R-L-O, N-E-G-U-S at gmail.com. Hit me up in there, we can build that dialogue. Or of course, you always can hit me at 910-777-7708. And speaking of tapping in, last week on the Gotico Alchemist, my YouTube channel, Friday Night Lectures, we got into breaking the code of transhumanism, the cosmic authority. And this week, we're gonna get a little deeper into the human design by discovering and tapping into our destruction protocol. Flaws in the human design, the breaks of the matrix. This Friday, we're gonna be getting into understanding the flaws in the human design are the very keys to the new beginning. Why do you always think the old narrative is always to better humanity? When we understand everything changes, we will stay locked in the states of restriction. And when we do release, it's gonna be based on maintaining the behaviors that we've been talking about in this week's episode. So, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe, like, hit that bell so you tuned in. God the Co-Alchemist, the YouTube channel. And as always, I want you to be the fucking best. I desire you to be the best. And the way to become the best is tapping into the true you. It's been another episode of the God Hour Podcast. Stay tuned for one last hit from my sponsors. That can be you. And then we'll get into this closeout. I love you. Thank you for the support. Asha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 weird for me. I don't know if it's gonna be weird. I don't know if it's weird for y'all. It's weird for me. But I'm listening as I'm listening to playback music. It's it's to go from that beat. I just the music that I did to from the plug talk to back to that smooth. I always think about it when I'm making the music for the podcast. I the first thought that was in my mind when I started making music for my podcast was, is it weird where you're saying? The thought comes in your mind like, what does it feel like to have your own theme music? And that's how I feel every week when I make new music. Because every week that I'm changing, every week that I'm evolving, every week that I'm advancing, why should my music advance to fit with me? But still keep that same impactful content. Keep you drawn in. But yeah, we talked about this week we got into state of reaction understanding that killer kill killer be killed that flight or flight mentality we got into a little bit deeper into the state of completion we got into the great recession and understanding our heart is light as a feather and learning how to have 
learning how to assess the respond because these are some of those keys that is going to take you into stepping into the higher aspects of yourself. It's going to take that level of responsibility to yourself that you've never given to yourself. When we come into this true aspects of love for ourselves, the love that we have for ourselves will not be met by no other, period. The love that you have for yourself will not be met or completed by no other. It will be complemented and enhanced to further take you higher. It's going to take you higher. If you are in positions where, and this is one of the biggest things you start understanding these cycles. If you're in a position to where at the end of it, you feel the exact same or you feel the exact same energy. I'm going to say it like this. If every time you go into a situation and you leave the last, the next thing you said, the last thing you said to your mouth is I needed that. It reminded me of the good old times. You need to have more moments like this. Stop doing that shit because I'm gonna be honest with you. You ain't going to grow there. This is one of the hardest things in that space. Stop looking for things that are familiar. Stop looking for things that are familiar because it's going to keep you in that state of reacting and using your same behavior. You'll be moving in instinct and not in intuition. You'll be moving in doubt and not confidence. You'll be moving in guilt and not joy, love and abundance, all that shit you're trying to tap into. And then you manifestate, and then you're gonna wonder why your manifestations is skewed. You don't wonder why that one spell that you used three and a half months ago ain't working no more because it ain't meant to be used over and over and over again. It's meant to be the basis and the foundation to how you expand. I desire you to be the fucking best. If you're tuning in today on the only day that matters, you are in one for one hell of a show tonight as we get into no U-turns. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Rockolo Nijas, Facebook Live. You know, we do the live readings at a nice little special. For three dollars and for three thirty-three, you get a one card oracle card, three card spread. You get it for seven seventy-seven, and you get a five card full spread for fifteen fifteen. All general energy readings, and we build from there. Tune in to tap out. I want you to be the best, and the way to become the best is the way that you are going to become everything that you desire is that path of the unknown is that path that you fearing is getting into that shadow is integrating with yourself is breaking your old perception releasing from the old perception releasing from the way you react that keeps you stuck in the behavior that's doing nothing but giving you a return sentence here there's no getting off for good behavior. 
everything that you hear about when they talk about life in prison there's no getting off for good behavior there's no getting off for but i helped this person and i you stopped them from what the fuck they needed to go through i'm not here to stop you i'm here to push you let's get to the ledge and jump the worst thing you can do is die which is actually the best thing you can either try to keep existing or you can accept that death it's been another episode of the guide hour podcast this has been your host your master of ceremonies your occult psychologist tune into the go back to the plug talk Go ahead and book that session and allow this message to resonate with you throughout your week, throughout your day. I love you. We love us. Ashe.